Happy Tag Tuesday. Good morning. I'm Ann Police. And I'm Denise Cooper. You're listening to Two Average Girls. Welcome. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. We haven't been together in a while. I know. So I, I like seeing you face to face. I like seeing you face to face. When we're on Zoom, it's almost as good, but not quite. <laughs> the energy's just not there. It's not there, but hey, listen, we're doing the best we can with what we got. I have a little bit of a head cold if anybody hears it. I'm just going to say, again, I don't know. Ever since the COVID, it's just like everyone's sick and then they get you sick. And then it's just like this whole family situation. Ever since COVID? Yeah. You know, the kids weren't in school. Nobody went anywhere. Then the kids went back to school. Oh, I see. And we all went back to life. Germ overload. And I think it's just germ overload. Mm -hmm. I don't even feel sick. I just have a head cold. Mm -hmm. It's just annoying. And what? doesn't sound great. It's just a little nasally. <laughs> Listen, the podcast fans demand it. <laughs> Listen, it's not a sultry voice. It is a, uh, uh, I'm going to hawk up a loogie maybe. Oh, not no. sure. No. Um, all right. Well, we'll make this one quick and easy then. We're, oh. do- we're doing weird news yes, today. Yes, we are. Yay. We it's love our ourselves some good weird news. You want me to start or you want to go? You can go. Okay. I have a story that is near and dear to my heart because it comes straight out of where? Shasta County, which is where I'm from, NorCal. Um, So here's the story. You're going to love this. It's an animal story. Oh, I love animals. Let's just hold off on that for just a second. (laughs) It depends on, is it an animal or a reptile? It's an animal. Okay. It's a goat. Oh, I love goats. They're they're cute. They're cute. Okay. A California woman sold her daughter's pet goat to the local county and district state fair, which is... Shasta County. Uh-huh. That's where it's at. Like FAA or whatever that like Future that, Farmers of yeah, America. Yeah, yeah. Or 4-H. Yeah, yeah. Did you belong to 4-H? No, but we had it at our school in yeah. Orange County here. Yeah. I went to school in Orange County and we had a 4-H program. Mm-hmm. And I have terrible memories of, sw- <gasps> I was a swimmer. Oh. And so I would go before school started to swim. Yes. I'd have to be there at like 6 a.m. Right. In the pool. Right. I would be breathing and the pool was not far away from where the 4-H group was yeah the farm was right and so I would take a breath and the smell of (laughs) livestock (laughs) would fill my lungs and it would burn my throat it is literally next level yeah when you are trying to do an aerobic exercise (laughs) near that area orange high school right orange high school and there was a girl i i ran track as well there was a girl that used to run her goat around the track oh no like she would take it and exercise it around the track on a leash did it need exercise i think so i think it's good for him i mean the the i guess i mean the thought was at the time i didn't really realize i thought oh how cute she's raising a goat well that goat goes to market right you got to get rid of the goat that's part of the whole program this is the story I'm telling you. Okay, take that out. <laughs> no, I'm not taking it out. It's too late. You've already, you've I've already gotten your to the story. End. No, it's. I don't think if we're talking about 
FA Future Farmers of America and 4-H, I don't think people are surprised that a goat meets its demise. No, that's the whole point. That's the whole point. Well, one should have informed this particular person that that is the point. <laughs> so this California woman sold her daughter's pet, the pet goat. Now, that, I think that's where it becomes a problem when you call it a pet goat. It's not a pet goat. when you Not when you're in 4-H. But is she in 4-H? We're going to find out. She's now suing, yes, suing, because they allegedly slaughtered and barbecued the goat. Let's let's carry on. Uh. Jessica Long purchased Cedar, the beloved pet goat, in April of 2022 for her nine-year-old daughter, who cared for the farm animal every day. After deciding to enter Cedar in the Shasta District Fair livestock auction, mm-hmm. it's an auction. It's a livestock auction. auction. The daughter desperately wanted him back, leading Long to steal the goat. Wow. Mom mom rushed in, stole that goat. In the process, it prompted a frenzy involving local officials and sent sheriffs on a 200-mile wild <laughs> goose chase or a wild goat chase to find and retrieve the precious pet. But Long's attorney called the events an abuse of power and a sham. Long is now suing the Shasta Sheriff's officials, Shasta County, the Shasta District Fair, and other defendants that they believe are involved in and is asking for actual, general, and punitive damages. Okay? It's her fault. Well, let's continue on. Quote, what happened here is an abuse of power and incredible waste of taxpayer resources, said Long's lawyer. Yeah, well. Yeah, it is. So it stop is. it. <laughs> Cut it out. Government officials escalated a purely civil dispute into a sham criminal pursuit. The lawsuit was originally filed in August of 2022, but amended in March of 2023. Police officers improperly declared themselves judge and jury and disposed of a little girl's family pet in violation of her due process rights. This is what the attorney says. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, state of California, baby. Officials in the state of California surely have more pressing matters to attend to than the publicly funded 500-mile joyride 500 miles to illegally seize this little girl's goat. When contacted by the New York Post, the Shasta County Sheriff's Office responded simply, unfortunately, due to pending litigation, we are unable to comment. The New York Post also reached out to the Shasta District Fair, California Department of Food and Ag, for further comment. Didn't get any. In June of last year, Long decided to enter Cedar, or in June of 2022, Long decided to enter Cedar into the Shasta District Fair's Junior Livestock Auction, livestock auction which sells animals solely to be used for meat. Sorry. She's dumb. The fair's brochure strictly states that there are, quote, unquote, no exceptions. That's what it says. She's dumb. On June 25th, Cedar was sold to a representative of California State Senator Brian Dahl for a whopping $902. Uh, Brian Dahl is the one who ran for California governor. Yeah, that's him. Mm -hmm. He lives up in Northern California. He's a farmer. He knows. And he was a good candidate, just by the way. Just FYI. Of that $902, $63 was supposed to go to the state, the state fair, and the remaining, which was $838, went to the goat's owners. So you're making money off of selling your livestock. That's what you do. However, Long's daughter loved the animal as a family pet, the suit claims, and was crushed about the goat's fate. 
So Long resorted to drastic measures and took Cedar back. It was heartbreaking, Long wrote in June 27th in an email explaining her decision to the Shasta District Fair. The barn was mostly empty, and at the last minute, I decided to break the rules and take the goat that night. I thought I'd deal with the consequences later. The mom said that she had contacted uh, Dahl, who didn't seem to mind that she wanted to save the goat from slaughter, and Long was off, and Long had offered to pay the parties back for the animal and any expenses. But the state fair and the California Department of Food and Agriculture still demanded that the mother return Cedar with the fair's chief executive officer reportedly emailing her that the decision was meant to teach our youth responsibility. It's just going on and on. So the girl is actually a member or and she participates in Future Farmers of America. I don't know that. It doesn't say she participates with Future Farmers or with 4-H. She just had a pet goat that they put up for auction at and the fair. Again, I it, it seems like the mom made a mistake. It seems she like did. the mom decided, we're getting rid of this thing. We need some money. Yeah. And then the daughter went ballistic. Yeah. And now she's dealing with those consequences. Yeah, they and so they went and got they they tra they traveled all that way to retrieve the goat and they like brought it into custody and handed it off to fair personnel and they just immediately went in and slaughtered up the goat. So it could have the goat could have been spared but the mm -hmm. this the state agency decided nope, we have to teach her a lesson. They doubled down on on their parenting. Thanks I, state agency. I mean, I the mom is dumb. Mom's dumb. The daughter's, obviously, if she's part of FAA, FFA, she doesn't know what. I don't think she is. I think that's part of the problem. I think that's part of the problem, I too, think, because yeah. th that's the whole. You join that mm -hmm. just to be able to do this. I well, was, they teach you. I was they, in, they, they explain yeah. what, what's happening with these animals and that, that this is part of the whole process. It's not a pet. You don't name it. That's why, because it's it's going to be on the Some dinner table. Some people still name their things. Mm -mm. They still do it. But do I, it. I was in Sacramento not this year, and I was in a elevator going up with about 20 people wearing these special jackets mm -hmm. that were from Future Farmers of America. Oh. And they all of these people, like they had groups from all over California mm -hmm. coming up there and legislating for all of these kind of things teaching the kids all about the government process and how this works and for example this kind of thing, kind of thing. and how it how it is sustained i mean it's a rule yeah the part state, of the contract the state may have carried it a little too far and yeah. i don't think she was involved with any of those organizations so she she might have not truly understood sounds like was, the mother's at fault mom needs to be a little bit better parent seems like bad parenting on yeah. your part yeah, yeah and then bad decision-making on the state's the part, state. which isn't surprising. Shocking to no one living in the state of California. <laughs> All right. Okay, your turn. Okay, so, um, you know, when you go to a hotel room, mm. and actually, this is a great segue, because when I was up in Sacramento, I'll, I'll get to the story in just a second. When I was up in Sacramento for this same event, and I was in the, I was at the same hotel, it was oh. by the way, oh. worst, oh. worst <laughs> mistake of my life, just so I can tell you. Staying at the I mean, we're really throwing them under the bus here. I'm just going to tell you, it was a bad deal. There were so many things that could be a whole other podcast. But one of which happened while I was there. I had, I was in my room by myself. Okay. And somebody unlocked my door. <gasps> and started to walk in. Did you have the super lock? Yes, thing I on? did. Yes, I did. 
but they beep beep and got in yes (gasps) and i screamed and the person on the other end said oh my gosh i'm so sorry it was a man i ran to the people to see who it was and it was a young guy and he was just trying to like figure out what was going on (laughs) and what had happened is it was a terrible situation i had got he had gotten the key for my room i don't know what happened they double booked that room they checked him into that room basically they checked him into that room and gave him that and it scared the crap out of me yeah that's like your worst nightmare right cool you do not want you want to feel safe when you go there so anything that happens in a hotel room that isn't just like you show up the mm-hmm. sheets are clean. Mm-hmm. You take a nice shower. The water's hot. Everything is going about your business. You paid your 150 bucks or whatever it is. <laughs> I was trying to save money on that trip. Don't do it. Never going to happen again. <laughs> Just so you know, it was so gross. so gross. So many things. But that particular one. So my story today has to do with the hotel room. And the first line of it is, it says, totally gross. <gasps> T-O-E. No. Tell me everything. Totally gross. An evening manager of a Tennessee hotel was arrested after he snuck into a man's room. A man. Okay. The male is also the manager. That's a man. Yep. He snuck into another man's room. Mm -hmm. Okay. Got it. Wait for it. Uh -uh. And. And. What do you think he might have done? Did he cut off his toe? He didn't murder him. Okay. He didn't cut anything off. And he sucked on his toes, according to police. Okay. David Neal, a 52-year-old manager at the 4th Avenue South Hilton Hotel in Nashville, allegedly crept into a male's guest room while he was sleeping on March 30th and got intimate with his feet. What? According to Nashville Metropolitan Police, Neil made a key card to get into the room okay. and entered around 5 a.m. 5 a.m. Okay. Like, dude. Like, Early morning. Like, what are you doing? He must have been a ma- night manager, maybe? And he was just getting off work? I don't know. That's, I mean, that's 2 a.m. I'm behavior. thinking about this. I'm just thinking about this. Like, where are you thinking you're getting away with this? Like you think you're you're making the key card. Mm. You weren't invited into the room. There wasn't some kind of banter at the hotel check-in where the guy's like, I love it when people suck on my toes. (laughs) I would love it if I could find somebody that could do that for me here. (laughs) You look like somebody who might want to do that. Why don't you come in at 5 a.m. and do that for me? Okay. I mean, that didn't happen, obviously. So anyway, um. He snuck in. According to that police, Neil made the key and he snuck in at 5 a.m. The guest told police that he woke up to Neil's mouth around his toes no. and immediately confronted him. With with a heel to the face. Would you not have just taken him out? Okay, go on. He recognized Neil as one of the hotel employees who came into his room the day before what? to fix his TV, according to the police. What? He had been in there before to fix his TV. Wait, 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 wait. I'm not ready to move on. I have to think about this for a second. So, oh my gosh. All I can think about is you and I have had hotel experiences where we've had people come to our room to fix something. Mm -hmm. A light doesn't work. We can't get the, we can't figure out the TV changer, whatever. (gasps) 
See, Neil, like, Neil admitted oh. to police that he had entered the room, but claimed he did so because he smelled smoke and wanted to make sure the guest was okay. So he used this ruse to get in there in the first okay. place, right? Okay. Yeah. Police said Neil never reported smelling smoke to security, and there were no other reports of guests or staff smelling the smoke in the hotel. Because it's a lie. Because it's not true. The room key was not recovered, cops said. Neil told investigators that he had thrown it away he was arrested at his home in lebanon on friday and charged with aggravated burglary and assault according to police he is currently jailed on a twenty-seven thousand dollar bond did he take something while he was in the room i don't know it doesn't say but here's what he looks like oh let's see uh, no i don't want that guy sucking <laughs> i don't want anybody sucking on my toes but i especially don't want him no yep I can't. What goes through your mind when you're a man sneaking into another man's room? Well, I can tell you right now. If Warren had some guy sucking on his toes or Hod found some guy sucking on his, the picture you were seeing of the guy in jail would look different than that. It would have some bruises and some beat up face. There's no no (laughs) marks on this man's face. If he did it to me, I would go freaking ballistic. I just don't understand how this guy is unscathed. I might even suggest that the photo... He wouldn't be upright. Mm-hmm. It would be a photo of him from a hospital bed or a coffin. I don't understand. All I know is that maybe the man literally did not know what. In, well, I mean, no. it's 5 a.m. and you just are woken up yeah. and in all the commotion, the guy runs out and you're done. No, it's shocking. Like your brain can't compute. You're asleep. This this whole thing, my brain can't c- compute and I'm awake. I don't understand <laughs> this. <laughs> I can't, there's there's so many questions here. I just don't ever, ever understand. This is one of those weird fetish things that, you know, are just, I don't know. This is, but this is beyond understanding because you know you're getting caught. Or is the hope that he would wake up and go, hey, finally. I, someone. That's the only thing I can think of. <laughs> that he's thinking, there's, I was in the room the night, day before. I saw his feet be interested to know was there a conversation besides just hotel business besides my tv's broken business i don't think so was there like hi how long have you worked here i don't know there was a broken tv and he smelled smoke so i don't even know if it was i don't know if he was called it sounds like he inserted himself in this guy's room on the second night the smelling smoke that wasn't the first night it was just tv business the first night i guess no, the, the second night he snuck in. The That's what I'm night, saying. But he told the police yeah. that, that he got in there yeah. because he mm-hmm. smelled smoke. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know. What's the name of this charming man? Do we have his name? Yeah. His, the, the criminal? Yeah. His name is David Neal. Hi, Dave. Dave Neal has some problems. Dave needs to find a hobby. A hobby? I'll, he has a hobby. <laughs> it's sucking people's that toes. That doesn't harm others. It's, it's, it's really disturbing on so many levels. I'm guessing that Mr. Neal... <laughs> I'm guessing that Mr. Neal needs to find another job now, too. I would I would presume that this isn't the first time he's done this either. Right. I would imagine. I don't Mm-mm. think that you start at the whole place you work. No, that takes guts. I mean, this is not. This is, I would imagine, and I don't know, maybe they're holding him on bail to see if they can find other charges related to this type of thing. Peeping Tom slash breaking and entering i mean i don't know like this is not a gateway like this is this didn't just start here that's not the beginning no this is not the beginning of this kind of crime no there's also nothing grosser than feet (laughs) i agree i don't there i 
when people talk about feet fetish yeah. and that kind of stuff, yeah. I it literally you lose me at feet, you lose me at toes. I don't find anything at all remotely attractive or for the most part sexy at all in any way shape or form put a shoe on with a high heel and you <laughs> might be able to talk me into it but other than that no think about this though Ugh. think about this it's one thing to have like feet are my thing i love feet love toes whatever <laughs> i'm not saying that i'm just saying whatever yeah. is your thing fine have it a stranger's feet you just are sneaking into the bedroom you don't know you don't even know who's in that bedroom for sure you don't know who he brought in there you don't, you don't know, know anything. who else is in there. He didn't take a shower, probably. How do you know? Well, like, you don't know. Exactly. I don't. None of this is. All of that is attractive to this man. Apparently, that's what he wants. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. That's gonna. It's gonna stick with me. That took place in Tennessee. Yes. Okay. We're gonna Nashville. go. We're gonna go. <clears throat> I want to say next door, but I don't know my geography. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have to admit that, but thank you for being honest. We're gonna go to Kentucky. I don't know where that is either. <laughs> I think it's right next door. I think it is It's too. pretty close. It's close enough. It's very close. They have an accent that's similar. Okay. We're going to go to Kentucky. Okay. And we're going to discuss a lady named Brittany Heslop. She's found the perfect man. Ooh. Yeah, she has. I Brittany found love. My love interest is named Brian. This is what she penned on Facebook. It's a Facebook post, which... Nothing says true love like posting it on Facebook. Oh, truly. That's, yeah. If you don't post on Facebook, it didn't happen. That's right. My love interest is named Brian. Now, are you listening? Here we go. Mm-mm. Brian. I'm scared. Has been accused of murder. Oh. And I just wish to connect with him above anyone else. Now, Brittany is 35 years old. She's a single mom of a 16-year-old son. Good. So far, things are going great for Brittany. Uh, do you know who her love interest is because you should brian brian the murderer there's a lot of murderers and there's a lot of brian's well brian koberger <gasps> of the idaho murders can you oh my even... gosh i'm having a heart attack right now she's never met him they've never communicated but she says one way to describe my feelings for him over the last week or so is kind of like being lovesick something's wrong with her well, we already knew that something's <laughs> really wrong with her but she's got a 16 year old kid so that's a boy why are you doing this now you're messed him up more than he already is because we already know if you're saying this something's wrong mm-hmm. Heslop oh Heslop began posting oh publicly about her infatuation on January 4th just five days after Koberger was arrested in the fatal November 13th oh stabbing gosh. of four college students in Moscow, Idaho Heslop who repeatedly points to her and Koberger's astrological signs, they're both Scorpios, Mm. and birth charts as explaining why he could be her divine masculine counterpart. Oh, my gosh. She isn't just drawn to the former criminology PhD student for his smarts and his quiet courtroom demeanor. No, it goes to the stars. So Brittany goes on to describe on Facebook about a movie that she saw, 1987 vampire movie The Lost Boys. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't recall this movie, but according to this Facebook post, Jason Patrick and Jamie Gertz are the mm. male and female in this movie. Yeah. And I guess there's some some love scenes in wow. the movie. Mm-hmm. And she has inserted herself romantically as the Jamie Gertz character in her mind. Mm-hmm. And Brian as the Jason Patrick um, character. So she's got a very vivid imagination and it's based in vampire movies. So that's wow. good. Nothing can go wrong there. <laughs> 
Koberger isn't the first jailbird that Heslop has pursued, having previously pined for local convicted killer Cody Hall, who fatally shot a 50-year-old man in Kentucky in 2017 before attacking his sister and another woman with a machete. Oh, my God. So she's got, she's got issues. I visited him. This is what she says. I visited him. I put money in his commissary account. I wrote him letters, and I wanted to be in a loyal, committed relationship with him. She reminisced in 2018 about Hall who wound up blocking her from visiting him in jail. <laughs> Sorry. That's, that's you gotta, you've got to like check yourself, okay? You've got a convicted murderer who is in like solitary confinement, cannot see anybody, and he does not want to see you. You've got to, listen, you've really got to take a look, person. You, Woman, you have got issues that are so bad that a murderer in jail does not want to see you. <laughs> can you imagine when the convicted murderer is like this chick's crazy i can't with you when i say i was in love with him i mean i was completely truly in love with him yeah she also had the thing going for charles manson not gonna go into that but anyway our friend brian is currently facing four counts of first-degree murder. He has yet to enter a plea, but he's eager to be exonerated. He's due back in court this summer. So I, I don't know when this too. is going to air, but it's uh, in June sometime he's supposed to be back in court. Heslop did not respond to the multiple requests for comments from the New York Post. Family members also refused to comment. Yeah. So you know her family's like, if she's doing all of this stuff with various different murderers and people they know that she's crazy right so as we would as you were talking about this i looked this up because this is a phenomenon about loving men in prison yeah or, yeah. or being attracted to men who murder mm-hmm. right involving mm-hmm. sexual interests like mm-hmm. literally wanting to be a love interest of these people it's called hybristophilia oh my gosh okay right and some of the causes, some speculate, speculation has been offered that the causes of this um, are low self-esteem, yeah. obviously. Mm. Um, they believe they can change the man as mm. a cruel and powerful as a serial killer. They oh. could change him. Sure. Others see the little boy that the killer once was. Okay. And seek to nurture him. Mm. Few hope to share in a media spotlight. Oh, sure. To get a book or mo- movie deal. Mm-hmm. There is a notion that there is the perfect boyfriend because mm. she knows he's not going anywhere. Sure, right. And he's going to be desperate enough to want me. Mm-hmm. That already failed once, lady. Yeah, at I, least once. At least once. So it's actually a phenomenon that they've yeah. named. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's you watch Richard <sighs> Ramirez. You watch Richard Ramirez being taken to jail and women are just like, wow, love me. Oh. You know, choose me, whatever. It's. She it's, has written to him. She has sent him photos. Yes. She has reached out to him. And to his credit, Brian has not gotten back to her. <laughs> Sorry, Brittany. Woo. All right. Oh, my goodness. Well, <laughs> yes. so we've talked a lot about being scared of everything that happens in Australia. <laughs> the bugs, the spiders, the everything. everything will kill you there. Everything will kill, everything will kill you there. Well, a woman has been rescued in Australia after <laughs> surviving for five days Mm-mm. on just wine. Oh, and lollipops, uh, according to police. Did she purposely walk out into the forest? I don't know. We're going to get to that part. <laughs> I do know, but we're going to get to that okay, part. Okay, okay. On Friday, Victoria police posted an aerial footage on Twitter of an area where Lillian 
48 was no last name Lillian <laughs> 48 little, was yeah. found yeah. after her car was spotted in a dense bushland you say bushland I think of ooh spiders yep big big snakes mm-hmm. it's Australia she had taken the wrong turn it says and wound it up stuck with no cell service for help Ooh. that's scary yesterday afternoon air wing were conducting a sweep of the hilly terrain when they spotted Lillian's car at the end of a dirt road in the Mitta Mitta bushland okay okay um, in the clip officers could be seen approaching Lillian then taking her hands and leading her to a police van there she was directed to her um, that was directed to her location by the helicopter Okay. So they found her just by chance. All right. Okay. Five days later. She's been there for five days. And she's just drunk. So Lillian was found 60 kilometers away from her car, which is 37 miles. Whoa. 37 miles from the nearest town. What? She got sideways and then she got stuck. Her car got stuck. And she had wine and lollipops? And due to health issues, she was unable to try to walk for help, so she stayed with her car, yes, which is probably do a that. good thing. Yeah. The only liquid Lillian had, and she doesn't drink, was a bottle of wine that she had brought as a gift for her mother. Mm. So that got her through. Oh, my gosh. As the woman was only planning for a short day trip, she only had taken a couple of snacks and lollies <sighs> with her, but no water. Oh, no. Additionally, Lillian was able to use her car's heater overnight to give her some warmth. Okay. That's a good thing. That's good, yeah. Lillian, who resides in Cheltenham, was then taken to the hospital for observation, and it was treated for um, dehydration. Sure. Concerned family members had contacted police after not hearing from Lillian, so that's good. Yeah. Um. Great common sense not to wander off was mm-hmm. also attributed to her mm-hmm. survival. After mm-hmm. being being um, lost in the bush for five days, she was extremely re- relieved and grateful to see us when and just happy to have been safe, she, sure. she said. Sure. Wow. So Lillian. that's when wine comes in handy. <laughs> Listen, one day we're going to get, we're going to drive off the road on our way to Las Vegas to, you know, take a bathroom break and we're going to get lost. <laughs> and then all of those times that you have made fun of me carrying cereal with me are going to save us. No, I'm saying literally, I literally now, whenever I'm driving, I always have a bottle of water in my car with me. Really? Uh-huh. Oh, I take good. a bottle of water only because I'm just like, I don't want to have to stop to get a drink. A. And I just think it can't hurt. I always have Diet Coke too, but I'm always <laughs> making sure that I have my water as Gotta well. Have the water, yeah, yeah. yeah. Plus, a, a we smart live thing in, to do. Well, we live in earthquake country. I have actually a backpack in my back yeah. of my car that's got shoes because I'm not usually wearing shoes that mm-hmm. I could walk 37 miles in. No, or I'm glad she didn't. 60 anyway. kilometers, um, or 60 kilometers. <laughs> um, do the math, yeah. and um, I can do any of that. And I have got water in there as mm. well. And I've got a, like a snack bar, yeah. just in case. You never know. You just never know. You never know. All right, this is my last one, and we're going to take it down to South America. We're going to go to Colombia. Oh, nice. It's going to be really exciting. 30 schoolgirls were hospitalized with anxiety attacks after playing with a Ouija board at their school. <laughs> 
Did you play with an Ouija board ever? No. I had a friend who had one. It was so lame that I was just like, whatever. I did it. I did it at some overnighters. At a party? At overnighter parties. Yeah. And it freaked me out. Did it work? It did. I mean, it did some stuff. Let me just tell you this. My sister-in-law, Lane, yes. is named by a Ouija board. What? Her parents with her Your aunts and in-laws. uncles. My in-laws. <laughs> my mother, may she rest in peace. Mm-hmm. Can't defend this, but... I guess that's the story, and we're going to stick to it. Who would admit that? They were that playing if, with a Ouija board? And they said, what should we name our daughter? What should we name our baby? And it went Lane. So they were with other people, or it was just your mother and father-in-law? No, they were with other people. Okay. I'm just saying. Wow, I kind of have to. Okay. That's. <sighs> I know. All right. There were 26 possible cases of anxiety with school students, said Hugo Torres. He's the head of the educational institution there in Colombia where these girls uh, went to school. I can't say the name of it. I don't want to insult an entire culture or language. Um, According to uh, press outlets down there in Colombia, alarm bells went off after the girls reportedly suffered signs of fainting, anxiety, (laughs) and other symptoms while at school. They were subsequently admitted to... Uh, municipal hospitals accompanied by parents and school faculty so everyone's freaking out they're like what is happening there's something in the water info on the student's diagnosis has yet to be released however many parents blame the in-school use of ouija boards what Mm -hmm. they're using it at school yeah a well it's based on the movie jumanji Oh. Right? A Jumanji-esque pursuit that uses the sliding pointer to spell out messages in mysterious ways. It was created in the U.S. in 1887. Ouija boards have become a fixture in occult lore due to their ability to communicate with the dead. So, according to uh, one of the mothers of these girls, I work here in a hospital kiosk and every day I see three or four children arriving after fainting. Parents, you have to move. Investigate what's happening at the school because our children cannot continue in this situation. Our children always have a good breakfast and it cannot be said (laughs) that it's due to lack of food. So she's like, don't tell us it's because we're sending them to school with just Captain Crunch. We're feeding them. They're getting to school and using this Ouija board and it's, it's causing problems. I could imagine, I mean, as a child, a young girl, there was there was some rites of passage as young girls mm-hmm. when you go to a slumber party. The Ouija board was one of them. Mm-hmm. There's also something that you used to do in the mirror and you would like call this, I can't remember it what rum? it was. Red it was, rum? It was like they, you were calling this person and you say their name over and over again. And if you look in the mirror long enough, you will see her. Mm-hmm. Like there's all of these things that's like the ghost stories of the past. Like right. you do all of these things. <clears throat> And I can see how it would freak you out. It freaked me out. Sure. It would freak me out enough that I couldn't sleep at my slumber party. That's right. But I didn't go home and I don't remember it like ruining my life and making me. But I can see that if you are being promoted at a, as an educational thing. It's at school. This is different. <laughs> this isn't just us sneaking it in when the parents are asleep. This And we already know like... It, Whenever you hear these stories of when I was young, I would hear all these stories because somebody had a cousin yeah. or somebody's sister, older sister did this and they saw the, the picture in the mirror. They yeah. saw that woman, woman and then they, you know, all of these weird things happen. Yeah. And so you get yourself all freaked out. Yeah. But this is next level. Right. So according to an official at the school, um, the, 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 they've, they're accusing community members of stoking hysteria by spreading unfounded rumors. 
Given the reported cases, a series of comments were unleashed on the community that rather than helping resolve the situation led to confusion and adverse environment for our work. So in other words, people were freaking out and spreading all kinds of rumors and lies. The school is waiting for the medical diagnosis to provide further reliable information. Um, but it, it, so far, it hasn't happened. It's unclear when the school plans to update the public on the students' conditions while authorities have not confirmed whether police investigations are underway. So basically, I think they're trying to just like, let's just forget about this and maybe remove the Ouija boards from this classroom. Let's do that, first yeah. and foremost. But it's also Columbia. In America, this would like... Oh, this, my god, This would have been a lawsuit. This Can would be you? like... But, you know, the, 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 the phenomenon you're talking about, which is girls or groups of people experiencing these kind of multiple people situations where you'll see girls that all have anorexia yeah or you'll see girls that there's a suicide pact or there's all of these things these met this group mentality perpetuates these things to a to a level that's super unhealthy yeah true and and especially now with after the covid people are mentally struggling anyway yeah don't bring your Ouija board <laughs> into it to complicate things, people. Don't do it. Okay? Let's Don't just do not it. do that. Okay, so my last one is, I'll just, it, it nothing can come of good things when you hear this. Teenager steals school bus. Mm-mm. When I read it, it made me laugh out loud, I have to say. I just went to take a drink, yes. and she comes at me with a stolen Leads officer bus. on interstate chase. Okay. okay? okay. So um, police arrested a 14-year-old boy. 14? For a, yes. Yes, 14. a 14-year-old boy for allegedly stealing a school bus in Nashville. So we're back to we're Nashville. Back. Okay. Uh-huh. And then attempting to run someone over and evade arrest, according to local law enforcement. So oh, he dude. wasn't just going on a joyride, right? Like he's not just, he's out for something. Yeah. He's going for something. Uh, the Metropolitan Nashville Police, the MNPD, said that the teenager was eventually stopped Um, on the I-40 as he attempted to turn around by officers who smashed the glass door on the bus to gain entry and take him into custody. So Mm. he wasn't going without a fight. Mm. The subject is from Antioch and was transferred to a juvenile court and faces a number of charges, including vehicle theft, Mm -hmm. mm -hmm, aggravated assault, evading police, and driving without a license. Oh, sure. Got to throw that one in. Yeah, why not? So it's a given, but yeah. we're just going to make sure it sticks. Right. Local police reported that the boy stole the bus from the Kip College Prep on um, shortly after 4 p.m. on Saturday afternoon. So it's a Saturday. It's a Saturday. So, oh, all the buses are sitting in the yeah, yard. Yeah. Okay. He then headed west um, across Nas- Nashville, attempting to hit a person at a market. What? Yeah. Just take the bus. You don't have just to go, hit anybody. Go, go somewhere fun. Ugh. He should have got some friends. Maybe he doesn't have any. According to local network, um, WHIO-TV, mm-hmm. the teenager also hit a fuel pump at a Casey's Market on <laughs> Centennial Boulevard and then made contact with a car after going into onto the interstate westbound. Police pursued the fleeting bus, which reached speeds of over 65 miles an hour. Whoa. So that's not a slow speed for a big bus um, before deploying a spike strip. In an effort to avoid the spike strip, the suspect turned, um, tried to turn the vehicle around, at which time the officers were able to gain entry to the bus by smashing open the glass door for entry. So let me get this straight. Mm-hmm. He stops in the middle of the street and does like a five-point turn to try I, and I get... I think he was probably just trying to turn and he couldn't... I mean... <laughs> The, the turning radius on a school bus is not great. It's not much. It's not great. And he's 14, so he he's, doesn't have a lot of experience. Well, he's got to figure out reverse. He's holding the <laughs> steering wheel. It's big. 
It's like a semi-truck steering wheel, right? Is it three on a tree? No, I don't think so. It it didn't say anything. It says a taser was deployed (gasps) on the 14-year-old because this guy, I mean, who was then taken into custody without further incident. According to the police, the suspect has been charged in that vehicle assault with all those things. So he is going down. Um, It does show a picture on the Twitter page of the 14-year-old with the bus across the interstate. Again, the interstate isn't like what we're looking at. It's like a two-lane highway highway mm-hmm. or a, probably a four-lane highway to be fair it, it's not big it's i don't know um it doesn't it stopped the interstate obviously forever yeah. um on a saturday which was probably really annoying for af- everybody but it doesn't say that he was on drugs they don't say why there was any reason for it but other than that when you hear that a teenager skeel- steals a local school bus you know mayhem's gonna is- ensue maybe he should just stand at the steps of the court and scream mommy mommy pay attention to me because they're clearly the parenting situation is not going well i mean you know that there is some major issues Poor here guy i mean and starting out strong at 14 years old 14 he's probably a local hero amongst his peers he though. may have gotten the reputation that he deserves i mean i'm just saying he might be kind of the guy that everybody is like going whoa he man, might be cool. don't mess with yeah he and, might and be you know cool. again as a sociology person i'm always like <laughs> okay is this a nerd that's trying to get attention is this a really messed up juvenile that has priors what is going on with this kid we he's don't know. 14 and he's stolen a bus and he's run into people he's got tased by the cops you're you're in it you're in it to win it <laughs> and i'd say he won it he did he did oh all right that's it for this edition of two average girls i'm ann police and i'm denise cooper thanks for joining us we'll see you next time Episodes of Two Average Girls are free wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to hit the follow or subscribe button on the Two Average Girls main page so you never have to go searching for new episodes. Our editor is Aiden Bloomstein. Our social media producer is Samantha Stone. And original music for Two Average Girls is by Jason Fries. <laughs>